Hello, everybody. Welcome to Atlanta Discuss. This is another day, another week, another Friday, another new weekend. We should give thanks to God. We are live. I'm still your boy, your host, Ade Balogun. So, as you know, at Atlanta Discuss, we always embrace humanity to disseminate positive news in a world filled with very bad news. We give a voice to the unheard. We balance the information equation. We discuss the facts wherever it leads to. We combine the best of all races to get the best out of mankind. We serve as a bridge between the developing world and the developed world. We embrace art, sports, politics, IT, and faith-based issues. We don't run away from the fact. So today, we have a guest in the house, and the topic for today is challenges facing the church today. You know, a lot of us are Christians. A lot of our closed churches. Some churches have closed because of COVID. Some have closed for so many reasons. By your authentic, is a public speaker and a capacity building trainer. A graduate of the University of Illinois, where he studied business administration, Bio draws on his experience on managing enterprises that either through dead and revives them back to profitability, and he teaches practical truth based on various life realities. He was a, he, he was of the conviction that success is best taught from experience that failure puts on once uh, puts you on a better stead to grasp the importance of being uh, before you can achieve success. So I agree with him. So he's somebody that is very practical. He believes every man is gifted and can succeed. And if he or she focuses on each of our areas of strength, Bio speaks with passion and simplicity to convey his ideas, engaging his listeners, tasking them to meditate further on the message delivered. He is an associate pastor at the Victory Evangelical Church Highway Chapel in Lagos, a product of the Daystar Academy and an active member of the protocol department of the same church. He's on the board of various businesses, namely Otegi Properties, is executive director at Korodu Microfinance Bank, Babas International, and an active member of the All Progressive Congress, the political party in Nigeria, and is an assistant director general of Honorable Jimmy Benson, I care foundation with exceptional focus on providing biblical truth in all giving assignment. There's no other person to allow do justice to this topic today. Mr. Bayo Teju, welcome to Atlanta Discourse. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, what a privilege to be here. Exceptional privilege. Exceptional privilege. All right, thank you, sir. So, uh, as you know, I know you're a pastor, you're a man of God, you're a politician. So, yeah, you're yeah, a man of so many areas. That's why I, why I picked you specifically. So, my first question to you, we're not going to waste too much time. We're just going to cut the chest and kick the ground running. Okay, should men of God be involved in politics at all? Okay, uh, firstly, I would like to say uh, a very big thank you to Mr. Ade Balogun. Hey, there's something about men. Men, if you have a picture of the future, we will never joke with our network. Uh, the normal cliche is that uh, your network is your network. 
But over time, I have been able to like uh, expand on this postulation and say, the value you bring into your network determine how far you go in life. Uh, why do I have to sell, go around, go through this route? Uh, please, listeners, uh, bear with me. Some years ago, uh, maybe my timing may not be too accurate, uh, eight, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, on uh, on a weekly basis, my path crossed with this uh, with this exceptional man because the word men of God have been abused these days, so we have to be very careful the way we use it, but we will never deny who we are. I saw a gift in this man when we have our discourse for 30 minutes, one hour somewhere in Surulere in Nigeria. And we have a picture of the future because uh, everything around us are formed by the word that comes out of our mouth. Mr. D, you will agree with me that those days that we used to speak about the American dream. <laughs> yeah, I remember very well that we always talk about America with a land flowing with milk and honey where there's equity, justice, and fair play. That's very true. And where are we today? I mean, America. America, yeah. How many years? Yeah, yeah. Oh, very loud. I'm in Atlanta. Listeners, I want to because we go before we go to the topics today. I want wherever you are, you can hear also from all over the world. I want you to go back today and go and call your network. I've not spoken to this gentleman for the past. Uh, I don't want to exaggerate. Six years, please bear me witness, or seven years. Yeah, roughly seven, roughly seven. And we got on, we got, we got on speaking about a few weeks ago. And I'm on this platform talking to... One thing I know at the end of the 30 minutes, one hour, testimony will be abound. Because sincerity of purpose, integrity, character must speak for you anywhere you are in the world. Hey, the one that are perfect are not yet born. Opposed to Paul, he did all everything. It was exceptional. So don't let me go. On another day, we'll be able to expand on this. Let's quickly go back to the topic for today. Uh, the first question you asked me was that should men of God be involved in politics? Go ahead, sir. That is deeper than fiction. Uh, do you know one funny thing? I need to ask you this. I know you are a man of God. How <laughs> on earth? I've seen the quality of men that have come on this platform. I am not qualified, but I know one thing. Uh, let us rejoice because he qualified the one that he called. If you are listening to us this night, this is not by accident. Leave the messenger alone. Concentrate on the message. You will be able to get one or two things out of this discourse by God's special grace. Why do I say that? Do men of God be involved in politics? He that is led by the Spirit of God, the sons of God. Hello, all over the world, if you can hear me. If you have the solution to Nigerian problem or anywhere you have from Ghana, Gambia, Australia, Haiti, huh? Syria, Afghanistan, if anywhere you have from the world and the Lord has said you are the Joseph, huh? you are the Joseph that will save your generation. Please don't waste time. Go ahead and be the Joseph indeed. You may need to go back and study Genesis 41. When Pharaoh looked at Joseph, what he asked him, he said, Adeline, you are the one that has the solution. Uh, Genesis, I think, 41, 15 to 16. And he answered him confidently. He said, that man was the most powerful man, man in the world then. If you go and check the history, 
he told him to his face i said no i don't have the solution to it but my father will give you peace why do i say this if you know in your heart of heart that you have the solution to your nation and the lord is laying in your heart so go and join okay uh man of god let me quickly take the what is politics politics is as activity that are associated with governors of a country or an area eh? especially the debate or the conflict among individuals or party having or hope to achieve power we'll do that topic another day which is power power is ability to control to correct and make the necessary changes that will make the society better in our house anywhere you have one or two men and women there's instant politics taking place so naturally you are saying naturally we're all politicians <laughs> everybody your wife is a politician huh your children are politicians but the gift of the lord inside of you that brings solution to bear on every base issue will bring out the politics in you don't let us go back to where we are from because that is not politics that is great that is anarchy that is hypocrisy backstabbing that is not politics you're talking politics. about africa and nigeria now right thank you politics to hmm. bring solution huh matthew 5 if you read matthew 5 i think 13 to 14 he said ye are the salt of the health the question i want to ask every listener listening to me today is that what manner of salt are you if you are the light of the world what manner of light are you it's so interesting man of god let me tell you this some few few years ago i was privileged to um, to speak in a in a gathering in a church and one of the questions the lord laid in my heart is that you know there are some men within the within the circle that we call the uh, the church that they represent another thing outside that enclave so the the bottom line of this if you are called as a solution to anywhere you find yourself please don't look back the interesting romans, romans 8:14 says yeah for those who are led by the spirit of god are what are the children of god one of the philosophers said i uh, said one of the penalty for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by inferiors and that is exactly what is happening in africa majority of the nations of the world my brother go and check because the men that provide solution to the problem we have i'm sorry to use the word most time you can only give what you have mm. don't have a solution to a problem you can only give your best I'm sorry to bring it to where we are today. Thank God for men and women that are making changes in this our nation. There are blunders. Huh? And those blunders can only be you can only make a correction to those blunders if you are able to listen where personal opinions, ulterior motive, where the common wealth overcome greed, selfishness, pride and personal aggrandizement. What am I man? <laughs> When you make your decisions, huh? Why do you make those decisions? Would you know? I would not be here to talk about my nation because some of us, hello, we are going. We are listening. We are <laughs> going back to make better. 
we are the we are the Joseph of these generations. That mission alone, huh? That will be a topic for another day. God bless you. I think I've been able to, if I'm able to do a bit of justice to that, we can never finish it in a day. Yeah, I I, I like what you said. I mean, clearly you have said that when uh, the good men, the capable men, the competent men, the solution providers, when they don't show interest, charlatans will take over, refraps will take over, and the output, the inference for that nation will be disaster. And we have seen it clearly in a lot of told world situations. Allow me to quickly expand it. Go ahead, sir. I want to quickly give maybe about some few areas that uh, men of God, men of God, men of God should involve in politics. Huh? There are some men that their pronunciation all over the world become apolitical. Apolitical in the sense that policies are made based on what comes out of their mouth. Can I give you an example? Please the late, go ahead. The late, the late Masmero. Huh? No, you got to a state that you don't even need to remember that he's a pastor. He consulted for nations. In one of my studies some years ago, you know this guy was calling to a Muslim nation to come and give solutions to their problems. They don't even remember that he's a pastor. The first private jet bought by a man of God that provided a solution to a nation was bought by, by, by a Muslim imam. It's not about your nomenclature or where you are coming from. It's the solution that you are bringing to the world. I'll the value you are adding. You are adding. I will clearly add this. Number one, you can participate in politics by voting. How many of us are voting in Africa? Hello? It's our responsibility to inform our members to... We don't even have the voter's card. We don't even have a voice. Huh? We don't vote. We don't engage. We don't we don't ask questions. If you have an average, I'm sorry to say this. If you have an average, uh, I don't want to use the word African or anybody. If you have an average man, they don't even know who represents them. From the world level to the local government level to the state level, they don't even know their representative. So in other words, the office of the citizen is empty there's vacuum and 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 the nature nature itself abhors vacuum so hello sir it takes information to function the information you don't have how do you function with it it's uh i agree with you absolutely on that because the nigerian scenario just clearly shows that I, i think the big brother uh, show I was following it. I discovered that more people actually voted during the Big Brother than even during the Nigerian election. So, I mean, that explains what you're trying to say, and I agree with it. But the second question, which we can go to, I like the way you answered it, and I think you've captured it very well. You went for the juggler, which is why here, and I appreciate that so much because right here at Atlantic Discourse on Nido Radio, we go for the juggler. We say it the way it is. We don't mean word. And that's it. That's just the cardinal reason. The truth is sacrosanct. We follow it wherever it leads to. So our second question is this. Yeah. Now, when a church struggles financially, because that happens, yeah. Mm -hmm. When a church struggles financially, is that a sign that the church should be closed 
or he should get his resources from any source. And I'll tell you why I'm asking this question because, it, I mean, in, in most third world countries, I know we always refer to Nigeria, people get a lot of uh, donations from church members who have stolen money from government mm-hmm. or, you know, church members source their source of money is from very cantankerous and nefarious places. So they just get it anyhow. But when a church struggles financially, is that a sign that the church should be closed or it should get its resources from by any means necessary? Thank, you. Tell you. Thank you so much. I, I like the, you know, like it, it got to a stage now when I'm, uh, I think when I get engaged with anybody, uh, I always like to hide the pastoral part of me. Hello. Why, why that? I, I hope this, this my answer will not offend anybody. You said it. Uh, what is a church? That's the first question I'm going to ask. I'm going to use the... Uh, let me use the, uh, the, the... I think I used the contemporary definition of a church. It's a building for public Christian worship. Hello? We're listening. Go ahead, sir. A church is a building... Huh? For Christian worship, can I give you can I give you uh, a very uh, typical example of some of the things I witnessed a few days ago? Please huh? go ahead. Um, in my trip, uh, in the, some of my trips to America some years ago, I was I was involved in maybe one or two uh, engagements. Uh, the church was some of the church building was turned to cinema, was turned to cinemas, was turned to restaurants in was, America. Was, yes, we turned to a lot of things. I don't know if you have witnessed it before. Some of my no, listeners, I've seen it. I've seen. I've my, seen. Some of my listeners could have witnessed it before. If the building is not working, close it up. You know the problem that we have is our inability to separate the building from the men. Ye are the church. Is the men and women that sit in that building? That is the church. Is not the building. The church consists of the God's people. It is the assembly of believers in Christ. The physical building facilitates something we call fellowship, worship, ministry of God's people. But that is not the, that is, the way you're talking about the church, you must have that defense, sir. Huh? If the building is not working, leave the building. There's a difference between the man and the building. Jesus looked at Peter. I think somewhere in, in Matthew 16, uh, I think Matthew 16, 18. I'm, I'm not, I'll check that. He said, I will tell you, I will tell you, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church and the gate of where cannot. If I wrote something on my okay, some of the things that you see that you called me. I, I think I wrote it. I did a video on my Facebook after about two years or something. I said, if a vision is given to you by God, huh, it has no gimmick. Running a church huh, that is full of believers is not a limited liability company. Once you start running it as a limited liability company, you will run into limited liability crisis. It is not worth it. These are some of the examples of, the, of, of, the, of, of some of the things that happen to us when we miss those concepts. Huh? Because when you have, when you can't be able to separate the building from the body of Christ, you lose a sense of purpose. Huh? When there's no prayer, when there are too many goals, huh? you see, when there are fighting, judgment and every other confusion, the issue of money, 
sustain that building. If you can't sustain the building, let the building close down. Huh? So, for for purpose of clarity, there. Yes. If a church is struggling. Yes. They should close down the building and move elsewhere, or they should close down the close, church because you also said the people at the you, church. You, you can never close a church because they, you'll be able to separate if you're able to like uh, understand. If you're able to understand what I say in the next few minutes, we've been able to separate the building from the men that that goes into the building for fellowship. You can. Oh, okay, okay, I get and you now. Of the fellowship of men and women of God. That can never die. But you can close up the building if the building is not functioning. If you are struggling, borrowing money to pay your rent, to pay your electricity bill, leave the building, put the believers together. And again, let me tell you, man of God, I don't know, all over the world, my listener can bear me witness to it. Any house that is that is founded on name, huh? I'm sorry to say this, they don't struggle. I stand to be corrected on this. They don't struggle. God bless you. I told you at the beginning of this, it may be a bit controversial. I don't have the I don't have the depth of the knowledge. Other people can put the light on it, but I know if it's of God, there's a difference between the building and the men and women that sit in the fellowship to worship the Lord. Thank you, sir. All right. So clearly, I mean, from what you've said now, that if that means if the that, the leader of that church, if the pastor of that church is called, that his calling is genuine, Thanks. there probably won't even be a reason for them to struggle in the first instance. And if they if they are struggling, it's part because of the sin and maybe maladministration and other untowards <laughs> attitude. Am mal- I correct? Mal- 100% I agree with you that maladministration. Mal- maladministration. So... So they have to be transparent, and Thank you. so yeah, that's I, I I think I agree with. That. And the Bible is replete with histories like that, and stories like that, examples like that where people have disobeyed God and they paid for it. Thank we you. have seen things got destroyed from the example of Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah. even to the Israelites when they left uh, Egypt and uh, they started worshiping idols, and even all the way to the time of Elijah when the prophet of Baal and all the other examples. So. To, to a large extent, I'm sure the viewers will agree with what you will have said, especially those of Christian faith. And those that are not sure of why if your church is struggling and things are not going too well, well, the, you know what to do now. You need to go back to God Thank and you. seek for Yes. So maybe there's something, because I've, I've seen churches close down, especially during this COVID period. Because So what do we say to churches that close down during COVID? Clearly because... People were not able to come to church and uh, they couldn't run the church. They couldn't pay their mortgage and they had to close down. Some church even made more money because they started online services and they were they were paying their tithe from uh, from a lot of social media sites, virtual uh, uh, cash points and what have you, Zelle, Cash App and what have you. So for those churches that closed down during the COVID-19 uh, uh, crisis, can we... I agree that it's the same problem that they have. Okay, can, can let me give you, I want to give you two classical examples. Uh, to God be the glory, I met uh, two men of God. And we had an engagement some few months ago. <laughs> One of them did something extremely radical. I've not been able to comprehend it. It was running a very vibrant church. Then, he said the Lord told him, I said, it's time to uh, close up this place. He called the leaders. <laughs> that, that's this is very, very tough. Our listeners that are men of God, 
may be able to help going further. Maybe when you pick another topic, it should be a topic for another day. He called the leaders of the church and told them and said, guys, we are moving on. We are closing this place. There was a revolt. <laughs> they said, what do you mean? We can close. We can close. You know what he did? Hello? <laughs> he called the landlord and said, these people, if you see them, they go and collect your rent. Me, I'm moving on. That wow. may not be the best way to disengage. It may not be the best way to disengage. But where, where I'm taking my soul is, is that uh, they that are led by the Spirit of God, is that right the vision that that he that runs with you, you know what they are running with. Let's be very careful because we are in that perilous time that the Bible spoke about. Okay, let me take the second example. I met another man of God recently. Uh, Father Lord, let me, meet, let me continue to meet great men that will be very sincere in this last day. You know what he told me? Uh, during the COVID, they, they, it was not convenient for them to continue to hold the service somewhere here in Maryland. They are about no, the, the, the congregation is not up to 100. But during the COVID, they started doing online and they found out that they are able to save $6,000 or something ridiculous like that. My brother, COVID is off. They are not coming back to congregate anymore. They started doing outreaches all over the world, putting those resources to meet the need all over. And they continue to do online meetings. Can wow. I tell you, it's not in the number of people that congregate, it's the impact of what the Lord has sent you to do. Amen. Okay, so I, I understand what you're saying correctly now, because this church you're talking about, COVID even allowed them to save money, you know, so that money that they save, they now use it for evangelical purposes. Yeah. With, with practical impact that they document, I was I was amazed when they were telling me the kind of impact. This is a ministry that I've been for so many years, I don't want to call the years, and the impact they are having now all over the world, huh? Is far, far more than what they've done in the years of existence. In fact, wow. I can give you the man to be on your program one day, on this broadcast one day. Interesting. So, okay, no problem. Uh, we are still on Nido Radio, Atlanta Discourse. My name is still Ade Balogun. I'm your host, moderator, uncle, call me whichever way, whichever name you want to call it. I'm here with you. You know, at Atlantic Discourse, we don't run away from the facts. We'll get the right people to come and do justice. So we're still with Mr. Oteju, Pastor Bay Oteju. He doesn't like being called Pastor Oteju, but he's a man of God. I know him very well. Great guy. So, Mr. Oteju, why are Christian nations struggling? Are Muslim nations doing well for its citizens, especially the oil-producing nations? And I'll give you an example. Gabon is an oil-producing country. It's a Muslim country. Congo, Kinshasa, uh, Equatorial Guinea, South Tome and Principe. A lot of them, mostly in Africa, you understand. Then you now have the Islamic countries, the Kuwaits of this world, the Saudis, United Arab Emirates, the Brunei, the Oman. I mean, they are doing very well. They are welfareists. They, you can actually point to it even by merely looking at their airlines, you know. They, 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 they have. There's a very high semblance of dignity for their people, you know. And it's not, it's not just exaggeration. It is clear. Now, if you come to a country like Nigeria, yes, northern Nigeria is Islamic, majorly Islamic. Southern Nigeria is Christian. So even though 
the, the, the wealth of Nigeria, for example, is controlled by the federal government. But the governors of the states in the south, they, they are all Christians, you know, especially in the south-south region. So can we, we cannot just say that the federal government is not treating them well. Those states' governors too, they're not doing well. So why are Christian nations struggling? I mean, why, why are they not taking care of their people? And I mean, especially the oil-producing nations. Can you help us out in that regard, sir? Okay, uh, Mr. Hadley uh, and our listeners, you're going to forgive me because I will not be able to do justice to this question, but I'm going to do something. Something like, I don't like, you know, uh, uh, some years ago, I was I was a bit involved in advertising and uh, when I heard the cliche that out of the box, I was a, I will be, I will, I'm a bit annoyed with that word. Then I started doing something like, uh, anything I want to do, I do it uh, without any box. Because they normally, the normal thing to say is that out of the box. Let's, I want to take it from the secular, then go to the spiritual. Some years ago, uh, my first trip to Dubai, when I, I was on vacation to Dubai for about uh, about two weeks, when I got to Dubai, hello, man of God. I'm listening. We're all listening to you, sir. I've not, <laughs> I've not been, I've not seen, so some men have seen the picture of heaven. I think they said like they died, they, they saw a picture of heaven that they came back and something like that. When I saw the uh, though Dubai looked like an artificial city to me, huh? It looked like an artificial city to me. So I'm an ecosystem person. So I try to study my environment very well. When I go to Dubai, I'm sorry, because uh, most of us uh, did not become born again from uh, a very good time. You know, we've been all over the place before we, before we gave our life to Christ. I was a very, very strong student activist, investor of belonging, very strong. I was a top. Anybody that listens to me, that knows me when I was investor of Elon F3, ask them. I was, I was, I, no, I won't use the wrong word now. I, I, I participated in anything that had to do with student unionism. When I was in Dubai, you know, when you, are, when you study, I do a bit of health and some other thing now. There's a trigger that comes into you when you have an encounter. When I was in Dubai, sorry, please, I'm going, I hope I'm not going off point. No, no, we're listening to you, sir. On this, my trip to Dubai, when I was, my first trip to Dubai, and so also a subsequent trip, hello, man of God, if I have gone, if I have gone, eh, I'll become the Sankara, you know, Thomas Sankara. Yeah, Burkina Faso. You know what Jay Rollins did in Ghana? It took out. It took out the the problem. The guys, the retired generals or generals, people like Africa, Africa, Kotoka, Champagne. Yeah, that's for more than two thousand leaders in Nigeria. I hope this is allowed. I'm sorry, I'm not preaching violence. No, you're speaking. You're speaking your mind. I mean, you went to Dubai. You saw the level of development. And if you could do it, you'd have just come to back to Nigeria and do what Rollins did in Ghana, okay. which is why we ask the question, why are Christian nations struggling? Why the Muslim nations are doing so well for their citizens? You know, it's, you know, it's a very important question. This, this same question gave me a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, mind searching, soul searching. Why do I have to say that? You know, that's why I said in the first place, I may not be able to do justice to it because it stirred up a bit of anger out of me. But I now took, uh, I'm going to take my consolation and solace and my comfort zone because everything, the solution to every issue in our lives is hidden in those pages of our Bible. Huh? Our listeners, I want us to go back and look at the book of, I think, Timothy, 2 Timothy 3. Huh? He said, This know also that in the last day, 
perilous time shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self. Where we are having all this place, start putting Africa, start putting Nigeria, start putting names. I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to use names on this program. Am I allowed to use names? Please go ahead, sir. I want to start putting the name now. For in the last day, perilous time shall come, for Nigerian politicians shall be lovers of their own self. I'll come back on that. For Nigerian Christian leaders shall be lovers of their own self. African Christian leaders shall be lovers of their own self. Confessors, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truth breaker, false accuser, inconsistent, fierce. These are the quality that you see, my brother. And you say Muslim nations are not better than us. Is that consider your way? Eh? Come, man of God, let's all listen together. Anybody listening to me now? The greatest atrocity in the land now, where is it? Is in that building. You know, there's a, we've been able to establish from this a little conversation that there's a difference between the building and the church. Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. This, everything you find. Uh, a man of God recently died in Nigeria. Very big. I won't mention the name. If you see the infighting in that place, it's more evil than Sodom and Gomorrah. They make evangelism extremely difficult for us. Traitors. High-handedness. Lovers of flesh more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from church, run away. And you now say Muslim. Okay, hello, sir. Some few years, some few days ago, I was uh, I, I got involved in some lecture here in Maryland. I was I, I lectured, I lectured here to God be the glory. And in my class, I was talking to some of the students. One of my best students, huh? I engaged him. Can I give you the, the shock of my life, sir? Please go ahead. We have listening. The level of Muslim evangelism in the prisons in America. You're actually taking it out of my mouth because that's where the next question actually is. But you can go ahead. I'll say ask level of evangelism, Muslim evangelism in prisons, the kind of activity. At least I have three witnesses. So God be the glory. I can mention them now. I hope you will forgive me. I've been able to harvest some of them back to the faith because these are Christians that went into incarceration and from there they became Muslims. If any, if I my listener today, you need, he said, hmm, before the arrival of our Lord, we have to be the witness to him. Yeah? To the uttermost part, that is the assignment. The question I want to ask us on a more serious note, my brother, we are the one responsible. And so, the so- I'm calling you Pastor Stedi now. So, I mean, clearly the church is not doing enough. Thank That's you. why they're not doing enough. They're not saying the truth. And there's a lot of dishonesty in the land. Thank in you. countries, in all these countries, we have dictators doing very horrible things. The Thank church you. is afraid to talk. So Thank clearly, you. clearly, that means they are culpable. Maybe they are part of that corruption. Thank or what you. do you think? They, they, they are not the part of the corruption. They are the architects of the corruption. So that means they cannot criticize, no, you complain, can't. or speak against corruption in itself so, if they are an embodiment of it. Man of God, is that what you're 
on a practical note now uh, you 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 manage a congregation and this guy that came to give a testimony uh, his salary by every means is 250000 then you call for a special offering and he brings 2 million naira i will leave it at like that so someone that earns 250000 naira a month yeah. and that gives an offering of 2 million i mean the 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 that doesn't it doesn't tally maybe the person is uh, embezzling the money or stealing the money i mean if the church knows that shouldn't they tell him so, i mean should they accept that kind of money in the first no, instance i'm asking we'll do, you that we'll do th- we always we will we'll do thanksgiving there what is special dance i'm sorry i may be wrong so the church leadership have led by very very bad example the political Some, leadership for, for, should, the bible says we should not judge anybody before we remove the rod we must take the rock out of our high but we need okay. to we need to check ourselves man we are all in it Amen. I'm sorry. I may I may not be totally right. It may be controversial, but we need to go back to the basics. All right, thank you. Because majorly what we're saying here, I mean, I'm asking you a very straightforward question and I expect you to give me straightforward answer. So, which and and I will agree with you in a lot of things you have said because the question remains that why are Christian nations struggling and Muslim nations doing well? for a citizen especially the oil producing nation and the example is clear we can see you can compare kuwait bahrain oman saudi arabia uae to nigeria congo saltome principe uh, gabon it's the, the the they are not at par at all the quality the lifestyle and what have you you know so we are still at atlantic discuss with ade balogun on nido radio and we are with pastor bayo tedju He doesn't like me calling him pastor but he's a man of God so we pastor or tell you as you all know at Atlanta discourse we embrace humanity to disseminate positive news in a world filled with bad news we give a voice to the unheard always we balance the information equation we discuss the facts wherever it leads to we combine the best of all races to get the best out of mankind serving as a bridge between the developing and the developed world We embrace art, sports, politics, IT and faith-based issues. We never run away from the fact. So clearly uh, on this program we're not against Muslim, we're not against Christian. We're just looking at issues as it is. These are just the facts. The Middle East countries are doing better. They 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 show more love for their people than the the, the Christian countries. So that's why we're looking at it. So I'm, I brought in a resource person here, Pastor Bayo Tedju to do justice to that topic and especially to that question and it's given us a bit of clarity on why that is which is that there's dishonesty at the church not all in some cases and that has pervaded most of these african countries those african oil producing countries and that has encouraged the political leadership to into increase their own level of corruption so is a lose lose for them i mean it doesn't mean that no corruption in some of these muslim countries but the fact really is that they they take care of their people more and it is clear it's not that i'm saying it it is it is clear and everybody can see it so we're still on nido radio atlantic discourse and uh, we are with mr pastor bio tedju which everyone suffice is okay so why is islam growing more than christianity you know you said something earlier about prisons you know i i i can see it. the facts show it I know that in some parts of Atlanta, 
some people in the northern part of the city they come to the southern part every sunday to teach wow kids in it math english these are working class muslim they just come volunteer you know voluntary stuff they donate yes they do every sunday you know they 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 do three four hours they assemble these kids they teach them it they contribute money for people that don't have and it's it's to me that's a lot of uh that's a lot of uh evangelism then those are in prison they go to prison they preach to them they they minister to them they then they rehabilitate them when they come out so now my goes back to my question because you touched on it a bit earlier on why is islam growing more than christianity at least in the united states okay like uh before coming on this uh platform uh i was privileged to i i quickly i like um as i rightly told you i'm I'm a bit of ecosystem i went to check out the past uh facilitator that i've been able to speak here you find out that the simplicity of what i've been able to see i'm going to tell that line you've answered the question huh matthew 28 uh 9 10 say go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father of the son and of the holy of the holy ghost teach them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you i am with you always unto the end of the world my brother okay let me give you a bit of small analogy concerning the muslim nation the muslim population if you check all over the world they are among the youngest Huh? Go and check the statistics. The Muslim nation are among the, are among the youngest regions in the world. Hey, can I give you this? Uh, another aspect of it. Because the scripture will be fulfilled. Muslims produce more children than any other religious group in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. For very, very obvious reasons, yeah? young man is entitled to four wives if you come to my nation there's a man in bida that has 37 wives in bida niger state huh do you know i don't know i'm not i'm not here to condemn anybody and won't have to put a balance to it so that will not be called to questions uh i think i witnessed a situation where a guy i don't want to fat are very very good because when you're talking on the platform like this you must be Don't yeah, that's the, what we do here. Yeah. We we don't, don't run put, away from the facts. So long don't put, it's don't put the abstract picture you are putting the facts. Some men have four wives, and some of the two if once one or two of them are out, you can replace. So don't let us shy away from that. That the, there's a population explosion among the Muslims all over the world. Another big boost to the Muslim population is their concentration in regions where they expand without any questions. And if you go and check the statistics, year in, year out, it's a bloated, bloated growth. But do you know the good news about this, sir? As, as believers, as Christians, we need to go back to the assignment given to me and you and everyone listening to rocks. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And remember this, because I'll just stop with this. I don't want to, like, touch the sensitive part of it. The soul of these men and women will be required of me and you at the end of this program today. Please, the normal saying on the streets, get the groups on. Let's go for the harvest wherever you have. At least, 
speak to Jesus, speak about Jesus to any, let your life in there, your working place in every, any, like, I don't go to any place and say that I am a Christian, but after a while, if you have an interaction with me for 30 minutes, uh, the one that are perfect are not yet born, but you know that there's something in me that we need to like exchange, which is the Christ in me, the hope of glory. I think I will leave it as that, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate your answer. And like you said, I, I help you answer part of it because of what I have seen, you know, because now you 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 did mention part of what I said. So we all have a, a lot of work to do. Evangelism is key. But before I go to my final question, uh, all these inadequacies, all these minor aberrations here and there in the body of Christ, I mean, it does look to me that these are signs of the end times. Do you agree with me? 100%, sir. Undiluted. We don't need to go back. Go and check, go and check your scripture. <laughs> There's, you don't need any prophet anymore because we are, we, are, um, we are there already. Some of the... Hello, sir. Some of the unimaginable things that we see around now. I was privileged to listen to a man of God some few years ago. And the, you know what the man told me some few years ago? He said, Bio, you haven't seen anything. He said, you will see a woman getting married to a tree. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Crazy things are happening. Very, no. very unbelievable you know, things. Because, like, my, I love my country very much. At the Kedja City Mall some few years ago, a guy brought in uh, his girlfriend to come and do the hair. Do you know the girlfriend, a doll? A doll? Yes. Wow. That's what he's sleeping with. I'm a Yoruba man. I'm sorry, yo. Our listeners are not Yoruba. You know, my parents taught me only Kudumari B. Can I can you help me interpret that? <laughs> that the eye should not see evil. Uh, no, well, I'm pray. Yeah, you know, you know one day I used, I used to crack joke a lot. Uh, I, I remember I used to be an MC. Huh? I used to say that uh the closest airport to me. Is uh, BW High and the closest airport to you. I don't know where it is. Jesus is already at that airport. Don't be surprised, they will knock the door, it will come in like a thief in the night. He said, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Let us take up this new assignment and be the sort indeed. Thank you, sir. Interesting. Thank you very much, Mr. you. Uh, nations are rising against nations. False prophets are rising every day. So those are insignias and togas of the end time. So, yeah. The comparison I have to say is not between Islam or Christianity. It's just an observation that, I mean, as Christians, very little is being done in the area of evangelism, emancipation, and saying the truth. And uh, it does look to me that while everybody might have their shortcomings that the, the oil-producing Muslim nation seems to be more welfareist, I mean, at least to their people, which is glaring than what is happening in a lot of uh, Christian oil-producing countries. So no disrespect to any religion, to creed, code, ethnic group. We're just looking at the obvious and uh, trying to do... I was born a Muslim, for the record, you know, so... I was born a Muslim, sir. Yeah, I have fantastic knowledge about Islam. In two weeks' time, we're going to be discussing about is Islam a religion of violence? You know, it's a topic we're dealing with in two weeks' time. So it's about let people know. Yeah, we don't shy away. Yeah, that's a very tough topic, sir. 
Yeah, very. Yeah, I have, I have people that are capable. I mean, I don't think it's a it's a religion of violence, but some people make it look like so. So just like I'm asking you now, there 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 are Christians that evangelize every day. There are pastors that will not allow people that steal money donate to their church, whether tight or whatever. Yeah, there, there are pastors that don't live a very expensive life. They don't use. Yeah, so we we do have a lot of good people, but. The truth is that, like you said, we're in the end times and I've corroborated it. So that's clearly why things are the way they are. Okay, so what is your take on the way Christianity is practiced in Africa compared to the developed world using Nigeria and America as a case study? I mean, it does look like with Nigeria, everybody goes to church. People are more religious. People go to church every day. There's Monday service, there's Tuesday service, there's Wednesday service, there's Thursday service, Friday, Saturday, and even Sunday. Unlike in America, where the way they take it is not as, uh, uh, should I say, they're not as religious as Nigerians or people in Africa. So why is that so? Why why is there some semblance of over-religiosity in, in Nigeria compared to America? Okay, uh, I'll I think about uh, two or three, uh, one or two or, uh, on samples, examples for you here. Uh, in America, uh, a family was praying, and after the prayer, the the son went uh, called the dad and said, "Dad, but you are yelling. You are yelling. Were you praying? Were you fighting?" So it, it can be quite interesting. That means the, the way the dad was praying, it was was making a lot of noise and the, yelling around. This is a man that I've lived with him all his life, and the young man could not understand what was taking place. I will take it. I will take it another to another angle. Uh, I said, uh, in Africa today, I'm sorry, I stand to. I, t- I stand. This is not. I'm not an authority on this topic, but I want us to look at it. In Africa today, materialism has taken over our level of commitment. Spiritual goods cannot be faulted like a nation in my like my nation Nigeria, my 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 man of God, there'll be some superlative revival from every city. Syria is one of the most difficult places to preach the gospel. There's an explosion taking place. Just sorry, I have to be Nigeria. I'm Nigerian centric now. Huh? But there are nations in Africa that our level of community and spiritual goal cannot be faulted. Nigeria, for, Nigeria as a case study. The church has gone beyond the mere uh, level of maybe imagination. You know, some of the things that we are doing that we need to correct. I, 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 tend, to be, I, tend, I, I tend to be corrected on this. Some of our programs have become MBA programs, sir. Even up to PhDs. Some of I don't our... understand. What do you mean by that, sir? Thank you, sir. Some of our program have gone beyond from entrepreneurship to social media. It has become a school curriculum. That in the church. Yes. Okay. Great men of God are raised in Africa on a daily basis that can shake the world, but we must never leave our focus from our primary responsibility which is Christ huh? 
It's so we, we, are, we have deviated that because we go to church every day doesn't mean we are we are worshiping God with a good heart. Is that what you're trying to say? Man of God, I, oh, you know, I've already given the bottom line that I will not be able to judge anybody. But let's let's quickly look at this. Look at our mode of worship. Look at our music. Look at our evangelism. Look at our legislation, how we legislate, how we govern ourselves, even within the church. Huh? We need the fire back. We need a reviver. We need so, but, 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 you know, I mean, I'm buttressing your point, but in my own way, I mean, if, if, like I said, I said, okay, in Nigeria, for example, mostly there's Monday service, there's Tuesday service, there's Wednesday service, there's Thursday service, there's Friday service, there's Saturday service. Okay, okay. There's Sunday service. Let, let in America, it's not like that. What? America, with all the, I mean, I, I'm telling you, like I told you, at Atlanta Discourse, is just the fact. The first church of Satan anywhere in the world was seen in San Francisco, America, I think, in 1974, I think. Wow. The wow. very first year. So America is a country that has a lot of issues too, you know? I mean, even the church in America has its own issues. But I'm saying the, the, the extremist mode of worship in Nigeria compared to America, and when you now compare the, the lifestyle, the level of development, why is it that with all the prayer in Nigeria and all that and compared to America, one seems to be more the one that they pray the most is not as developed as the one that they pray, you know, very little. Man, man of God, I have I think I have about seven minutes to round up this. Let me just give you on a comic note, our listener can be able to laugh. Let me give you two classical examples. These are from men of God that I work with. I remember sometimes in 1989 in Abuja, I was doing my youth service, 1988-89 or something. Uh we had uh our church was, uh, they, they got the place area one in Abuja. So, like, on a Monday morning, a sister came into the church building around 10 a.m. And she was praying as if the old building should come down. When the pastor saw her praying, the pastor said, come, come, come. He said, what are you doing? You come here to pray Monday to Friday. Are you not going to work? He said, it's the work I'm praying about. What work are you praying about? Okay, how many... Where's your CV? You say, I don't have a CV. A graduate of almost two years. You don't even have to draw, to draw up a simple CV. There's, there's this difference between activities and spirituality, sir. There's a difference. So, one has to be productive. It's not how hard you pray. It's the sincerity behind the prayer. God bless you. That is one. Let me give you the second one. I was listening to a man of God, a very dear man of God. God will continue to bless uh, Pastor, uh, Pastor Samadei. I remember some few years ago, he was teaching us on the Sunday service. Do you know what he said? He said, the Lagos Ibadan Express, well, for people that don't know Nigeria, please help me explain to them. <coughs> that road should be gold and diamond because of the prayer that takes place on that road. Do you know how many years they've been repairing that road? Forever, for as long as I can remember, they, 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 and they are even duplicating the 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 money for the road in the budget and, and every year. That are Nigerians, I think we can use it as a case study and be able to separate activity from spirituality. It's not in the volume of activity. Uh, uh, to God be the glory. I've been privileged to enter some churches, and uh, the the ease by which they serve God 
and the kind of breakthrough. There's a difference between the word and the activity. May God give us, open our hearts to be able to see the hidden truth in the word and leave activities alone. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Sorry, please. Let me let me go finish it. I remember some years ago I was doing I was coordinating a program for a very good woman of God in America. Uh, her name is Major uh, Pastor Major Really, you know what we happened? Like we we having a meeting and the man of God in the meeting. You know what he told us? He said, "What you find out is that even among our choirs, the entertainers have taken over from the worshippers." I think I will leave it as that. Every person listening to me on this profile today. Who are you? Are you an entertainer or are you worshiping the Lord? God bless you, sir. Thank you very much, Pastor Bayo Tejo. It uh I would just add to to all this that it, it, it the case is clear, you know. In 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 Nigeria, people are hungry, so they can't be rational in thinking. Wow, you know, wow. it is clear, yeah. So it is clear that when you're in the United States, food is not really a problem, you know. <laughs> you don't, you, uh, you, I mean, I don't know my neighbor. I mean, I, we don't really have to. We just wave. I don't know. You know, the, the lowest step you get to eat your three square meals in Nigeria is not like that. Hmm. There are other lectures around the corner. They just give people 4,000 naira to go and vote again. So there's really no trick to that effect. And based on what you have been saying since, you know, it's just that the, the, the body of Christ has to come out and talk. It is not enough for a country to be poverty-stricken or have maladministration. Oh, the but... body of Christ is supposed to... And the Catholic Church have done it in Latin America. I say it oh, all awesome. the time. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Look awesome. at Pope John Paul II. Awesome. He's from Poland, awesome. from Katowice, I think. Awesome. He invested the Catholic Church's funds, resources in Poland, and they drove out communism. That's when Lake Walesha... Awesome. Poland and Poland has been democratic ever since then. You can see the hand of the Catholic Church, despite the bad press that the Catholic Church has had. Mm-hmm. You can see the effort they made. It. Yes, in Ecuador, Bolivia, Colombia, Peru, Paraguay. There's almost Great. no Latin American country or South American country that doesn't have the input of the Catholic Church in its fight for independence, even all the way to Cuba. You yeah. know, so I mean, so clearly. It's not whether you are a Christian or a Muslim. I think it's the approach that matters, you know. There has to be equity, justice, and fair play. There has to be honesty. There has to be transparency. There's no need for a man of God to drive in a six-car convoy or when your congregation people are walking from their houses to church. It's just wrong, you know. It's It's not right. So, we're done for today. God Pastor Bayo, I thank you very much. Thank you so, so much. We are still on Nido Radio, and the program is Atlanta Discuss with Ade Balogun. So uh, next week, we'll come to you with another juicy topic. Today, we've discussed the challenges facing the church today, not just in Africa, but all over the world. We have compared what's happening in the church with the Islamic world. We are not taking sides. We are neither... I mean, I'm a Christian, no doubt, but we're not cascading or destroying any religion. What we do here, we just say the truth. We chase the truth. We face the truth. We go for the jugular, and that's what we do at Atlantic Discourse. Thank you, you everybody, for listening to us today. Next week, we're going to give you another very interesting and juicy topic. We don't run away from the fact. Stay tuned to Nido Radio always. Thank you, Pastor Oteji, for joining us. God bless you, sir. God bless our listeners. God bless you all. All right, bye.